Your go-to girls, Jill Vanek and Lauren Sherwin, flip the script and give you a weekly dose of career advice, banter, and the insider office gossip. You have all heard the phrase, your go-to guy. We are Are your your go-to girls. Well, hello, ladies and our 10 gentlemen listeners. Welcome back to the Go-To Girls podcast. If I sound muffled or a little like groggy, it's because I just got back from therapy. Yes. <laughs> Let's set the context for what just happened to Jill and I. So it is- I literally asked like, do we cry in every therapy session? 100%. So we are going to get really real in this conversation. And for all of you who either go to therapy, are thinking about going to therapy, have thought about going to therapy, go. Just go. Just I'm on a go. bandwagon. I need, I told you I had a therapist named Blind Joanne. We right. did not hit it off. She was legitimately blind. Right. Couldn't see. I had to like hand her papers and stuff, which also I was like, I give her major props for getting through the world that way. But um, every time we were in a session, like it would turn back to Blind Joanne and oh, her issues. Her, oh, no, no, no. So this I need all about a new issues. person. Yeah. Okay. So this is good. We'll set the context. It's an evening. Jill texts me. She's getting ready to leave for Charleston for the wedding. And she's like, we have to record because I have been so insane with work and I've been like falling off a little bit. So we're here. We're recording. Screw you. So screw me. So we're like, okay, we're going to record. So she's like, hey, can you come over? And I was like, yeah, but I have a meeting at 530. Yes. And I can be there at 630. But the meeting was not like a work meeting. It was like a therapy meeting where I had like a therapy session before I was coming over to So you to did it on Zoom or in person? I do it on Blue Jeans. That is the system that Ooh. they use. It's called Blue Jeans. Oh, I used and Blue Jeans for a book club before. Hashtag yeah, Hashtag Blue Jeans and to connect. And yeah, so just came through a session and cried the whole time and really just around finding my sense of self during all this shit that's been going on. And like questioning a little bit about what truly brings happiness. Well, these are not like little questions like, what are you going to have for dinner? This no, is like this is esoteric, like deep, big stuff. Deep, deep shit. And so for all of you out there who are going through a tough time or questioning different things, like Jill and I come on this podcast to talk about like being the go-to girls when it comes to like right. work and different things like that. But we also have to be real and honest, like life isn't perfect. Things happen and things are challenging and hard. And we totally understand that. And like just being on that journey with you. And I really, I mean, obviously in recent years, I think the stigma around therapy has opened. I still don't think it is Katie bar the door like wide open. Totally agree. But I have to say, and and why I want to get back into it is, you know, I really used to think like, oh, like it's it's a sign of weakness. Like you're you're a crazy person. Totally. I swear to God, I have gotten, like, I still remember gems and insights from random therapy sessions where yeah. I'm like, oh, I truly find it fascinating to see the way my mind works from another lens or to have that objective person in your life who has no ties to you whatsoever try to help you break down a situation or why you think how you think or like calls you out on your stuff. And I think it's a, someone that can just give you a different perspective. And like you said, just calls you out and will say things to you in a way that makes you look at it in a different light or just make you look at the situation a little bit differently yeah. or go deeper and ask yourself like the why behind it. Like, well, why am I yeah. feeling this way? Or how did we get to this point? Right. Or how do we fix it? Like 
what's the issue? It's nuts. And I think too, like all this Freudian stuff, like I will never forget. I was in therapy one time and it was after like a really bad breakup. That's when I tend to go for <laughs> assistance. See, so I'm trying to be good about like going consistently, right, not which just when good. shit hits the fan, but like going consistently, like as I'm yeah. transitioning to this new job, well, still only five months in. It, right. Which you need to go. I mean, for me, I, I still feel like shit. I break up a lot. So that is pretty consistent. Right. That's consistent for you. Yeah. That's like a normal day for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I like where your head's at because I think that is I, the consistency is key. I think we go when things are really bad. Right. That's usually how you start, how you get into it. Like or something gateway. happens and right. you're like, okay, now I need to go. I'm trying to go consistently as I'm going through this journey of this new job and onboarding and everything, because like so many of you have kind of reached out to us and said, there is that self doubt of like, did I make the right decision? Am I in the right place? Am I doing enough? Am I contributing enough? And like, am I being successful? Right. And I mean, I think it says a lot that we even question that because I think a lot of people like, what is that Oscar Wilde quote? Not, not that we're like so cool, but what's that Oscar Wilde quote? Like many men live lives of quiet desperation. Like that mm. really sticks with me. Damn. I know I'm getting deep over here. Damn, I'm getting real Lit deep. Lit 101. But like Whoa. truly like a lot, I feel like a lot of people, and I feel like we all go through phases. Like, don't you find yourself like going through the motions? Almost like, you know how sometimes you drive home and you'll be like, how the hell did I get home? Like, yeah. I don't remember. It's so auto corrected. I, I was brain. like, how the hell did I get here? Cause I don't need directions right. to get to your place anymore. Right. I can just get here. And I literally pulled in, You're got in my parking pull. spot and I was like, what the hell? Like, how right. did I get here? Cause I was thinking like downloading everything from the hour conversation that like tears and all of that, like going through it. And I was like, how did I just right. get the jills? Like, it's, it's like, crazy. What do we really want out of lives? Like, are we really living lives of quiet desperation? Like, what are we doing all this for? You know what I mean? I know. It's just wild. Like these are like late night wine talks. These are like Jill right now has a blue moon in front of her. I, I, I have a, I have so a little much. croy, which I should have a drink in front of me, but I think it's asking those questions of like, are you really happy? And what is drive? My question is, am I truly happy? And is work such a big driver of my happiness? When things happen, it has a huge effect on who I am and my day to day. Totally. But it is. A work is a huge part of who I am and how I identify. A hundred percent. But I, we've talked a little bit about this and obviously I'm biased because that is a huge source of my identification too. But I don't think it is a bad I don't think it's good or bad. I think a lot of it is in your DNA. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like what drives you? What you're you're never gonna be truly, you're never gonna be a person who's like, mm, I went to the store today. That was enough. Like, you know what I'm, I'm saying? Fulfilled. <laughs> like, you need some shit going on in your I life, know. which I also love. I'll just say it as a woman. Like, I am so over, like, I'm here for my man. Like, I yeah. that shit doesn't fly anymore. Like, you know what I'm fucking do over? you balance. There's no, There's no such, thing. such fucking thing as balance. Well, what was that? Remember the author who wrote all those like funny movies with Diane Keaton in them? You're really getting philosophical tonight, aren't <sighs> I know. you? I know. Your authors say, and your quotes. I want to say your name was Nina. You guys, someone Nina. out there will help me out. But she had a quote, like, there's no balance. You're, it's just you're juggling balls and summer glass and summer plastic. And you know which ones you can drop and which ones you can't. But you're constantly just juggling and reprioritizing those balls. And those balls are different. Right. All the time. Exactly. There's different balls that are right. happening. Some are in the, the air at, at times. Others are not. God, what a fucking life. It's wild. It is wild. But I just want people, I just want to be happy. Well, I'm going to tell you when you're going to be real happy. You know, we, we do. There's a lot of shit going on. So you guys, we need to celebrate what we can. 
So we've booked a place for the 40th birthday. It's booked. It's booked. Are you inviting everybody on the pod? Oh, everyone on the pod has to show up. Are you dropping like the name and location? Are you going to like be that explicit? Um, Harp and Crown. It's in the downstairs basement. I went to see it the other day. There's a bowling alley. People can bowl. First of all, I'm like, that's so lame. Eight drinks in, guarantee. I'm like, where are my shoes? Like, I'll You're going to love it. Yeah, everyone's going to love it. Everyone loves a good activity. Yeah, there's an activity, but it's also like a cool kind of chic vibe. Vibe. I wanted to go a little upscale, a little mature. A little mature for the big four. Slash, you can still do shots, slash, you can get whacked. It'll be a great time. The first question I asked you was, where are you going to sleep? Like, where are you going to end up? TBD. T. B D. Well, TBD because you Your guys, parents are here. My parents are coming, which I love. They're going to come for a couple hours. Can't the, wait to see them. The fact that we're getting Tank out to a bar. He drinks Diet Coke, guys. You'll full blown only see him with Diet Cokes. I love it. Um, they're going to be here. But you know from the podcast, my mom is not a fan of me drinking heavily. <laughs> so <laughs> she's got to, mama's got to go at a certain point. Last time we were at a wedding together, guys, I, so I tend to ride to weddings solo, Sally, obviously. Like I don't, I don't bring a date to a wedding unless I'm for sure dating you. Like okay. I don't, even if you get a plus one, even you if, won't bring somebody. Right. It okay. annoys me to no end not to get a plus one, but I don't right. That drives it. you nuts. Yep. I don't bring anyone unless I'm like, I actually. And you're a, you're a generous gifter. You're a generous gifter. You know weddings. it, sis. You hook it up. You know it, You sis. hook it up. You want me at your wedding. Yeah, you okay. want you to be present. So last time we were at a wedding together, I, of course, ended up getting separated from the pack. We were in California, so they had a drive-through like taco burrito stand. I literally ordered six tacos for myself. Yes. They woke up. There was like a suite. Of course, I stayed with them to save money. Right. And of course. I literally, she goes, you were a human burrito. You were wrapped in a blanket around you and there were cheese, lettuce, and tomato all over you. You're so, like, hey, my mom. So I was like, sorry, mom. Yeah, we'll see. TBD. Oh, God. I can't um, wait. But it's, it's going to be so fun. Saturday the 6th, Harp and Crown, you guys should come. Show up. DM. Show up. DM us if you want. Slide into the DMs if you want to come. Slide into the DMs. But before that, the weekend before, you have a girls weekend, right? Aren't you going on? You're going to Charleston. You're going to Charleston. Yes. I'm going for the wedding. I'm going to Charleston Halloween weekend. Which will be fun, like to do Halloween there or that just happened to be the weekend? So my college girlfriends and I, um, Rachel, Susie, and Sarah, the three of us who went to, were college roommates, we get together each year over Halloween weekend. So we do a different, like usually in a different city. We were in Dallas last year and this year we're going to be in Charleston. Susie just moved to Charlotte. So we're doing Charleston this year, but we really make an effort, the college gal pals, the roomies, because we live in all different states to do at least one year or once a year, a trip to see each other. Okay. I love that. I can't wait. That's yeah. awesome. And we'll day party really hard and we'll be in bed by 11 and we'll live the, our best yeah. lives. And I just can't wait. It's great. Yeah. So we'll go Halloween weekend and then I'll fly home early on Sunday so I can be ready for trick-or-treaters. Yes. For the candy. And the burbs. So oh, I have to be I ready for it. all the trick-or-treaters that are going to come on It'll Sunday so night. Fun. So yeah. So it should be a really good weekend. I'm super pumped. And then we have your birthday. Then it's party time. Then it's party time the next weekend. I feel like we, like, I, I think it would get hairy, but I feel like we should pregame and do a pregame podcast. Wait, I would love that. Or even like an Instagram live or something. Wouldn't we got to give, so pe- give the people what they want. Wouldn't that be so fun? It's like I, when I videotaped you dating, now just videotape us pregaming before we go. Oh my God, I know. I have to go. We need more content. I have to go on dates again. We got to go back. We got to get back. I was, I'm just taking like a minor break. I love it. Oh, you're not taking minor. a break. Well, yeah, no. Not really. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. We don't want to talk about it on the pod. (laughs) We're not ready. (laughs) We're not ready. But we will be soon. Soon. We will be. We'll get there there. We will let people in. Um, Oh, my God. This is what I meant to tell you. 
Oh, you do? Okay. Then we can really get down to business. Let's get down to business. Social media is wild. Okay. So I posted a caption the other day because I'm leaving SolidCore. Like okay. I'm being done. And yeah. I, and you posted like with your abs out. Yes. Posted my abs out. What were you thinking when you posted that? Just I in context that. Just like, hey, let's flaunt it. I mean, you know what I mean? I saw a baby oblique and I said, let's put her up there. I was so you know? proud of you for doing that because I, I was like, there. damn, you look good. I put her up. Th- thank you, girl. You look well, good. Cut to thank you for the segue of I get a frantic call from a friend of mine who will be at this party. And I know she listens to the podcast. She goes, W2F, call me right away. Are you pregnant? And I was what? like, what? She read, I posted something like, oh, me and my baby pickle oblique. She stopped reading at baby pickle and thought I was making a pregnancy announcement. I was like, this world is wild. It's amazing what social media does. Can you imagine if that's how I made an announcement? With like your that? abs, like in your photo, like selfie picture, that was how you're going to make your announcement. You fertilize one of your frozen eggs. I was... You know what I was thinking about? How many eggs do you have? 16, baby. Is that a lot? Yeah. That was good. (laughs) That's good. That was good. I was so proud of myself and I was like, I didn't really do anything. Oh my God. 16 big boys. That's amazing. Oh, I was so pumped. That's so fucking awesome. Yeah. 16. And well, the whole thing was, again- How old were you? I did it at 36. Mm. I did it at 36. Okay. Well, because the whole thing is, if you, everyone knows this, but the older you get- the less chance you have of your eggs. Like, yeah. So my doctor was like, let's just crush it now. Let's get them. Because at the time, like one of the real housewives like had a baby at 46. I was like, I got plenty of time, which I right. still do. I yeah, think you I got, got plenty of time. time. You have plenty have time. of time. Yeah. I have time. There's no rush. I have time. Um, but during that conversation at age 36, you know, the doctor, a medical professional was like, okay, you want to freeze eggs? He's like, so are we freezing eggs or embryos? And I hadn't even thought of it, meaning like he was like, are we going down the sperm donor path? And I wanted to be like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, sir. I that wait, thought so that, hadn't even crossed my mind. That's like, like a different no. process? It's the same process at, at, at first, but then they fertilize it. Embryos have a better chance of okay. surviving, thawing out, all okay. of that stuff. Like you have a better chance of a live birth with an embryo. Okay. I only did eggs. Because I was like, I don't even like, no. I go on like two dates with people. How do I know I want a sperm donor? Like get lost. No. (gasps) But you go through this whole process. The whole beauty of having 16 is that you, if you don't have enough eggs, they want you to do it again. So I was like, yeah. And it's expensive. I was like, no, this is enough. One and done. One and done. And they're all in the freezer at Penn. They're all in the freezer at Penn. God. Oh my God, I had a full on discussion. I go, like, do you guys have generators? What if the power goes out? Like, what? And they were like, no, we're like, we've done, like, we know yeah. what we're doing. They're on the up and up. Yeah, I'm sure they're. But it's it expensive. It's out. a grand a year to store those bad boys in the freezer. I a can't grand. even imagine how much it was to actually do the process. 5,500. And that was what, three years ago, four years ago? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but that's just, that's just to do the, the egg. The retrieval, retrieval. was 5,500. And it's a grand to store it in the freezer. So do you know how much IVS, IVF costs? I think IVF is anywhere up like 30. I think it's up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, it's really up, there up there to get it implanted and all that kind of stuff. But Ooh. the funny thing is like my company will cover a lot of the IVF. They won't cover the egg retrieval. So I paid all out of pocket. Interesting. Say it's interesting what insurance covers and what they don't cover. Exactly. And who knows if I'll ever use that. I mean, I don't know. Is there a day where you just go turn off the freezer? Well, there's a day, there's a day you can say, use them for research. Like if you want to release them for scientific purposes. Okay. Which I will. Right. Yeah. 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 But we're not there. We got plenty of time. No. I mean, who knows? God. But I'd like to go visit them, say hello, see how they're doing. Can you, can you go and like see them in the freezer? I don't know if I can. No, I doubt it. 
I doubt it. Good day. Good day, little muns. <laughs> Hello, day. munchkins. Hello, little <laughs> angel babies. How are you? But so many interesting facts. That is, I know. How did we even get on? I don't know. But we should do a whole episode on that for real, like the cost. I know. Like, well, a lot it. of people have questions about that and what age they should be doing it at. A lot of people questions. My, my You're doing doctor, that path and I'm down the infertility path. So it's like we're yeah. we're on those paths. We've got covered. all bases covered. God, if you want to ask us any questions about infertility yeah. or fertility, we've got, we're, your go, we're your go-to girls for that. We should do that. Put up a Q&A and then do an episode on it. We should. We should yeah. talk about it because I think a lot of people struggle with it. And I think a lot of or people they don't, are nervous. Like nervous to freeze their eggs or they're nervous yeah. to do their infertility. And I think it's just like a, something that we should talk about. Exactly. It's not meant to be upsetting. It's just it's just your journey. No, it's just facts. And it's a lot of a people fact. told me like, oh, you'll feel so sick. You'll feel so bloated. Honestly, I felt fine. You felt fine. I think we dramatize stuff so I was much. Like, yeah. I, it, honestly, it was fine. The hardest part was not working out for like two months. That was it. Because oh, you can torque your ovaries because they're so big. Wow. Yeah, so I didn't mess with that. All right, we're gonna do a whole episode on fertility. We'll we're in. We're in, ladies. We're gonna talk we'll about it. it. We'll do it. But what we're talking about today, I love this topic today. To be honest with you, um, ten things you should know about the people on your team. Love it. Yeah, love it. Um, this is some hard hitting stuff. Okay, here's what Lauren and I are learning. What everyone out there knows and is involved in that you know work is work. Work mm -hmm. encompasses a lot of life, but it's mm -hmm. really the people you work with who are your make or break. Totally. Like you leave jobs because of bosses, you because of colleagues. Leaders, like, yeah. not jobs for sure. Exactly. 100%. So these are some tips, what you really should know. This is how to start investing in your team and in what you need to be successful. So first and foremost, um, you really just want to have a genuine interest and curiosity about your team members. Like, yeah, you know, for me, and, and I wonder if it's the same for you. I think it is the same for everyone. You know, number one, selfishly, it's a lot harder to get yelled at when you've met someone face to face, when yeah. they know a little bit about you, when they have background, like you're not just some amorphous blob. Yeah. You're Jill, you're Lauren, you're a person. Yes. You know what I mean? So you want to establish yourself as that. And you want to take a genuine interest because again, it'll make such a difference. So First rule of thumb, this can be whether you're joining a team, whether you're already on a team, all of that kind of stuff, the core people, the people you work with, how do they like to be addressed? This this is so important Huge. because I literally am having this issue right now where I've been working really closely with this gentleman. His name is Michael, mm -hmm. but I've heard him be referenced Michael on meetings and Mike on meetings. And it's driving me nuts because whenever I teams them, because everything is done now via Teams right. and Slack and all this chats, I'm like... God, is it Michael or Mike? And you know what? I should just ask him the goddamn question. Yeah. I should just ask and, and clarify that. Exactly. And I work on a global team. So we have a lot of, there are people in South Korea, Israel, Spain, and a lot of the Israeli names, I do have a hard time with yeah. them. I'll say on calls and not in a rude way, I want to make sure I pronounce your name right. How do I say it? Okay. Let me repeat it back to you. Is this how I say it? Smart. So you really, a name is such respect. Like, yeah. You don't want to get a name wrong. Like I remember in an old, old job, I swear to God, I was calling someone the wrong name for two years, like Lucia. And she liked to be called Lucia yeah. or something like that. And I really, I felt awful. Yeah. Like that's your, your name, name is huge. Like imagine going around and someone being like, oh, I just decided to call you Patty. I think that's why on LinkedIn now there's the feature where you can record your name next to yourself on LinkedIn. That's right. Because yeah. I think so many people are want to be identified by their correct name, like their first name and how they right. spell the last name. So I think it's a big indicator of who you are as a person. 
I think you need to be able to pronounce the first name. It is. And the other thing too, so I'm in the world of hospitals and pharma and I grew up in the South. Like I was in Alabama for a lot of my years where I learned how to talk and stuff. And everyone in the South is Miss Miss Maureen, Dr. So-and-so, Mr. Like you never call anyone by their first name. Yeah. And I had growing pains like in the hospital. Every attending physician would still be Dr. So-and-so, Dr. So-and-so, unless they said, call me Jim, call mm-hmm. me whatever. Yeah. Smart. I so love it. Just respect. I respect. love that one. Number two, what is their real story? I'm going to steal this from Sean Han, the awkward networker. Yes. But I think it is so important to understand what people's real story is. And there's very easy ways for you when you're in a networking situation or getting to know someone in order to find that out. The question that you can ask is, what did you do for vacation? Or have you gone on any vacations? Or do you have any vacations coming up? Because what will come up is it's really hard to ask the question like, oh, are you married? Mm -hmm. Do you have any kids? Any of these things? Because you might offend somebody who doesn't has isn't married right they might have just had a miscarriage you never know what's going to come or they might have just had a death in the family but if you ask them about their vacations or trips that they just taken usually times will come up like oh my wife and i just went to this location i just took a girl's trip here i have kids that i'm going to disney world with my three young kids and you can get a lot of information from that but so tip for us for tip number two is really understanding what is the real story and how can you Make sure with those colleagues that you're connecting with them on that personal level by understanding who they are and what their story is. Exactly. And I think it just, you know, this is all not going to happen conversation number one, but I think it adds all of these layers and just makes your conversations deeper. Like I have a client and I just discovered on maybe like our sixth call that she has a part-time job and she's training to become a sommelier yeah. in a winery. And I was like, Oh, ding, ding, ding. Like amazing. How freaking cool is that? And it's just, it it just, now I ask her about it all the time and it just adds that different element in that different layer. And I think that goes right into topic number three for us, the important players in their life. Like who are the important people? Like, is it kids? Is it friends? Is it a partner? Is it family? Like, what is it? Like, is it pets? Like who do they go home to? What does their home like look like? I think it's important if you can find out the brown, the integral players that they have too, and the support for that. A hundred percent. And it's so funny you say that because the other day I was on a call and what I love about this particular colleague. So she's not part of my core team, but she's in a service where long story short, biomarkers, pharmacokinetics, we have to talk about patients. Sorry. What What did you just say? She's I, I was trying to like have a segue that would make sense and it didn't. She's not on my core team where I talk to every day, but I talk to her like she's involved in like yeah. bigger meetings. What words did you just drop? Biomarkers and pharmacokinetics. It, they're just uh, things you look at in a early phase trial. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So fun facts. Fun facts. I love this woman. Number one, because she, every meeting we have, she turns on our camera and it makes me want to turn on my camera, but also because I have an underlying comfort with her. She'll turn on her camera when she looks like I do, like she's in a sweatshirt. Again, nothing inappropriate, but the whole first 10 minutes of our call yesterday, she was like, Jill, I am so sorry. I jumped on late. I had to take my kid to the pediatrician. She has a full rash. I mean, we were doing sort of like diagnosis and talking about this rash for the first 10 minutes, but it was great. And the next day I followed up, how's your daughter doing? Like, I know you have twins. Like it just adds that human element, especially that we're all at home. And it's also a nice way. Like, you're not just like, so what does that data look like for a patient? So-and-so you're like, Hey, how are you on a human level? You know, people aren't doing that. 
Right. Like people aren't doing that. Like you, no, the fact not. that you took the time to actually follow up and ask how her daughter was doing the next day. I mean, think about how little probably, cause we're going so fast. We're going so quickly in this virtual world that exactly. we're living in. So little people are taking the time to make personal connections. Right. I think that's huge. I did that for one of my colleagues whose son was homesick and he missed a proposal deadline and was like, Hey, I'm not going to be able to get this done. I have to get over to my son. Is there any way we can push the deadline? Right. It wasn't the next question that asked the next day was, Hey, where are you with this? It was, exactly. Hey, how's your son doing? Just want to check in with you see if we're still on time to hit the deadline for today you know your son's the most important thing like being genuine and human in this time right now is so important and of course it's authentic but it makes a difference again it is so hard once you have that connection with someone you build that connection it's you're much more understanding it's not like ripping each other's heads off and that kind of thing it just when you start to build that level of trust it's not like you're going at each other for everything yep love that so the fourth tip here and this is such an underrated tip. What do people actually do and how do they fit into the team? Mm -hmm. So this seems like a no brainer. You and I both work, but I especially, this was huge for me in that I came into a company that is a global, huge thousands upon thousands of employee company. Massive. There's acronyms out the ass, Mm -hmm. literally and you know this to the point, I'll ask someone who's been there 10 years, what ORB stands for. They either say, I don't know, it's changed 10 times, or I have to think about it. Mm. So there's a lot of hands in the pot. So it really makes sense to do one-on-ones with people, to ask, what do you do? How do you fit into this? How long have you been here at the company? Because you might think, oh, they're in the laboratory, but they might have a whole different role. Do you know what I mean? It's just really getting to the bottom of what they do and what their job is on the team. And also, I think the question number five or tip number five and tip number six is then, what are they really great at yeah. and what are they not so great at? So understanding that this job related stuff like technical skills, customer knowledge, like these things, knowing yeah. what they have, what their backgrounds are, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, being able to understand that because then you can support them in those areas and you can make sure that you're helping them along that way as well. Exactly. And also knowing this allows you to shine, meaning I have a core team of about four people and we are just on teams and it is our year in. Yeah. We have one woman who despises public speaking. I don't mind it mm-hmm. at all. I actually mm-hmm. like it a lot. So I'll pick up the slack there. Yeah. I'll say, I don't mind giving this presentation or I don't mind leading this where she is way better at making uh, Excel tables for the presentations. Data, yeah. You know what I mean? Like kind of making it look pretty or kind of, you know, organizing the data in a certain way. Like, again, you play to your strengths. It's good to know what people are good at and not good at because it only hurts you in the end. Literally, if I don't ask or I don't know, it can take me, no joke, 10 hours to do something where my colleague could do it in an hour. Yeah. Have her help me learn. Like, you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Love it. Okay. Next tip, learn how they like to work and basically how they respond to situations. Now, you're not going to ask someone, how do you respond to a situation? That is more you observing. But you had a really good example last podcast. And I remember this, like 
you know, you, you're like, boom, 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 boom. You like to talk things out. And I remember you said, right. Driver expensive. A colleague was like, whoa, whoa, that literally overwhelms me. Yeah. I need it in bullet point in an email. And I would like come up to their desk to try to create like this camaraderie and like be like fun. Like I was back when I was in the office and I would like go up to the desk and be like, Hey, so excited. We're working on this proposal together. I'm going to send you all the details. Boom, 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 boom. And throwing everything at them because that's just the expressive in me and who I am. And I think I thought that was a great thing that I was taking the time to go down to their office instead of just sending another email or another chat. Right. And they said to me, it's very overwhelming when you do that. I need to digest the information. If you could send it to me in email, it's a better format than just coming to sit with me at my desk. Exactly. And who would have thought? Who would have thought? And I think we see the world, not just you, all of us obviously see it through an egocentric lens. I am very guilty of this. I like to work this way. So obviously everyone does, or I like this. So of course everyone does. And it just... This is where, you know, we did an episode about crucial conversations last week that you really, these are very important conversations to have at the get and in interim time points, like big time, really checking in. How am I giving constructive feedback? How do you like to receive this? What are you doing? You know, all that kind of stuff. It's, it's just super, super important knowing how they like to work and picking up on other cues. Like honestly, Lauren, other people, but also I think this goes for a company. There are some companies where they give you shit, like do not email at after five o'clock on a Friday. It is very looked down upon. I know, Mm, but some companies, it almost gives people anxiety. Other companies, they'll be emailing all night, but you set the expectations. I had a boss once who said, I'll shoot emails all at all hours. And plus I work on a global team there. You can't rein that in. Like emails are coming all over the place. I have a West coast team and it's just like, right. Yeah. So, but we have expectations. I'll be on and I'll answer emails on Sunday because Israel operates on Sundays, but from the hours of X to X, if you really need me, call me. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like you're setting, setting those parameters. I think exactly. I think we talked about this in another episode yeah. around setting boundaries and how important right. that is because one of the, the other tips that we're talking about is what they need from you and what they expect from you, but also what are your boundaries that you're going to set for yourself? Because people can come to you at all times, at all hours, and everyone thinks that their, their task or what they need done is the most important thing. Right. You need to be able to set boundaries and have clear, clear boundaries around totally. what that looks like. Because, or you're going to get screwed. You're right. going to just get screwed. You're going to get screwed and, and boundaries for sure. And even letting them know how you like to operate. For me, honest to God, a phone call is so much easier. It takes yep. two seconds versus a 10 minute email. I don't have to hate sending emails on my phone with my stupid fat thumbs. Yep. Like just laying that down. Totally. Next thing. Again, this is huge, sort of parlays from that. What they need from you. So when I set up one-on-ones with people, and again, this is great if you're new at a company because you sort of have a built-in, like it makes sense for you to set up one-on-ones. Yeah. But do it all the time, even if you've been to, you know, in, in a position for a while. Um, what do they need from me? I ask everyone I work with and everyone in other departments, how can I make your life easier? What can I do to help you? Yeah. Like, do you want this in a certain layout? There are things you guys, we take very personally that we don't know. Maybe I send a deck to someone and I send it the same way every time, but they have to dismantle it and put it in a different format. Right. Tell me, like, what can I do to save you time? What data do you need to look at? Or what should I prioritize? Those are really valuable questions. I think too, because you want to just make the other person's life easier. Mm -hmm. You never want to work with someone that's like really challenging to work with, or they're just making your life a lot harder. So it's, if you ask those questions and set those parameters up front, you can be more successful in the long run and you're just making it an easier colleague to work with. Exactly. No one wants to work with a pain in the ass. No. 
and you're going to get a reputation. No, oh. no one wants to work. And just no one wants to them. work with you. Right. Because you're just hard to work with and you don't get anything done. Exactly. exactly. I don't know how I feel about our final one, our final tip. I kind of like our final one because I think it's like a metaphor for... So our, Give me your thoughts. Our final tip is what we're calling know their coffee or tea preference. And what that really means is it's not like necessarily coffee or tea, but I think it's just knowing for me, it's almost like a love language. Oh, okay. This is the love. Okay. Lauren, here's an example. You and me at work. Are you going to drop like pharmaceutical, like jargon? I'm not going to drop pharmaceutical jargon, but say we're recording say, or say I come over to your house and you're like, Oh, do you want a beer? It would be, I would like really swoon. I'd be like, oh my God. If you were like, oh, I knew you were coming over and you probably wanted to be here. I picked up Blue Moon. Like, you know what I mean? That is a nice gesture. Like I know you like a certain flavor of LaCroix. Yeah. It's just, I'm not saying you have to know this about everyone, but it's nice. Like say your coworker had a really freaking bad day and you know, they love freaking peanut M&Ms. I'm not saying you have to be on M&M patrol, but maybe you're like, you know what? I'm going to go down to cafeteria. I'm going to drop some M&Ms off. I got to tell you something that I did last week and I was feeling real good about myself that I did it. <laughs> oh my God. Like I put a big pat on my back because of it. So I, for Halloween, Starbucks, you can send virtual gift cards. Oh yes, yes. And it's cute. They're like, I love a Starbucks. boo for you. Oh, that is cute. You're the, like whatever. Right. They're like cute. I sent them to four different members who have really helped me as I've been onboarding. See, there you go. And just said like to them, all- hey, and I knew that they were all big coffee drinkers. And I was like, hey, I know we've all been going like crazy. You've had a ton of products that are hitting. Just want to let you know, I'm thinking about you during this time. Keep going. Like, thanks again for all your support and taking the time to always help me whenever I need it. Love it. Sent them. You would have thought yep. the Lord Jesus Christ came down upon them and saved them. I mean, just... Nice those gestures. little nice gestures, because you know that are making those little efforts will make those people now go over and beyond to continue to help me as I onboard. 100%. And I think too, again, none of the, there's no ulterior motive for this, but I no, do have to do say, it. you just do it because you're a genuine person, but the, you are making your life easier. And I'll tell you what, especially in pharma, and I'm sure it's the same in your industry. You run into these people again. I can't tell you how many jobs people have gotten. Oh, I used to work at so-and-so with AstraZeneca. I used to work mm-hmm. at so-and-so with Merck. Oh, let's bring her in for an interview. Yep. Don't burn bridges and Never. people remember this stuff. People remember. And I would like to say this too. Like it is not just about the work that you're doing at your job, but it's also around how you're working in your community. Like people know us from our, the podcast, people know us from the boards that we're on, from the committees that we serve, from the community relations and different things that we do. And they will soon know us from the go-to girls event that we're going to host in Philadelphia, where we have a huge group of people. But what is the presence? What are people saying about you? What is the brand that you're building? Right. Not just in the office environment you're in, but in the other social communities, work connections that you're in as well. Exactly. Exactly. That's okay. so big. Just do it. Like it's big. And and like you said, I love that last point. Like I was in a meeting the other day and I asked before the meeting and I'd known this person from before I asked how her daughter was and I called her daughter by name and you could tell she didn't say anything, but you could tell in that split second, she was like, Oh, she, you remembered her name. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you need to have a freaking Excel file and an Excel sheet, but remember this stuff. Like it's very important. It's a soft skill, but I hate that that makes it sound weak. This kind of stuff will get you farther than knowing how to freaking do a formula in Excel. And I'll tell you that right now. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. So love those tips. I love really, the really tips. Do. I think I love them. Yeah. I think they're great. Are I, you all packed and ready to go? <sighs> I'm packed. Well, of course I packed like four dresses, but yes, I'm packed and ready to go. You guys, this is like, this is the one thing I will say, like 
being like an older, I'm not gonna say old, but a single, like, of course, like everyone, of course, is coupled up, but like my cousins want to put me at a table. There's like one single guy that they're like, oh, we can't wait to set you up with. And I'm like, I haven't seen the picture. I'm like, oh, God, great. So that's like your whole night is like entertaining this guy or like talking to this guy this whole time. Well, I hope not. I don't know. If he's cool, if he's not, this is going to be good. See you later with your hoo-hoo willies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh. I'm like, oh, who needs this? Who needs it? Is that always happen when you go to weddings? Not always. They'll put you at the single table? Um... Usually at weddings, I know people though. Like I know right. it's all friends or yeah. whatever. And I know people your cousin. here, my cousin, of course. Like my whole family's there, but I'm like, oh. oh Lord have mercy. God bless. I don't know, guys. Just a lot of pressure. Just let me live. Just let her live. Let me be. Let her be, to be however she wants to be. Put me at the table by the bar and just let me ride. Just let me ride and have a good <laughs> night for God's sakes. I don't need any men. I got my frozen eggs. Just leave me alone. I know. You know what I mean? I No, I don't know what you no, mean. No, Lauren, it's a situation. I can't imagine. I've, I've had it, like I haven't dated in years. Oh my God, it's a jungle. It's a jungle. It's a really? wild jungle. It's if you wild. only knew what was going on in Jill's jungle right now, I would love oh. it. <laughs> it's actually, you guys, like a good It's a good story. Thing. We'll wait until we're ready. We right. can't ruin we'll, this yet. We'll wait until it crashes and burn. Yeah. And then we'll tell everyone what's been going mm, happening. Which my track record about ooh, 30 days from now. I'm we'll feeling be- good about this. <laughs> I'm feeling good about this one. I think we're going to get through the birthday. I really do. I really do. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Well, guys, we'll have more updates for you. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Go yes. To Girls podcast. You guys have been amazing, but we are going to request as we always do. Of course. Go to the app. Go to iTunes right now. Give us five stars. Write us a fun comment. You have no idea how much it helps us to get up in the ratings, to get on the different platforms. It is just huge to have your guys' support. And we love them. We read them all. We appreciate them. So if you could just show us some love. Yes. Check out Go To Girls on Instagram, Go To Girls Podcast on Instagram, the thegotogirlspodcast.com for the website for more details and be on the lookout. We have finalized a venue. Yes. We have finalized two dates. So we're picking the final one. And the first Go To Girls event will be in January of 2022 coming to the city of Philadelphia. We cannot wait. So can't wait. get yourself together before then. Go Bring to your, therapy. Get ready to have your go-to girl come with you um, and your therapist. Yes. Could It could be your therapist. Maybe I'll bring my therapist. I love it. I would love to bring her as my go-to girl. I mean, bring whoever your little heart desires. We're so excited. But thank you guys as always for listening. Thanks for tuning in tonight. We hope these tips were helpful and we can't wait to chat with you next week. Bye. Bye.